All right, ready? All right. Hey Echo fam, we are here at our new location today, revving up for our initial regathering. Now we know that some of you are simply unable to be in the room with us, so we wanna do everything we can to keep you guys in the loop. That's right, we are going to be open to the public on September 20th, just one week from today. And there is a lot that needs to happen and we need you in order to do it. Our church has pivoted in the last six months. The needs are greater as we try to provide the safest, most excellent, and of course, fun Sunday service to all ages. Yes. And at Echo, we truly believe that we are meant to be the church and not just go to church. And it's more evident now than ever how much we rely on Sundays as a way to connect with our community, worship in a corporate body, and of course, take in some biblical truth. Mm -hmm. In order to continue providing this, we need you, plain and simple. If you have yet to step into a serving position on Sundays, you are missing out. So join us, email us, and we will get you plugged in to not only a team, but a community that does life together. Yes, and as you can see, Echo loves community. And we know and understand that the value of having a group of people that you can lean on during life's highs and lows. <laughs> and at Echo, it all starts with leading or participating in a table community. Now these are small group gatherings where you can divide the word, you can do no, a no, book. No, dive into the word. You got it, you got it. Dive into the word. Yeah, what else can you do? Um, you can dive into the Word and you can do an activity together. Head in uh, or head to our website to sign up today. Yes, if you are new to Echo, expect today to last around 40 minutes. We're going to start with our Echo Band. Andy will give a message which will be interrupted by a Flood Sunday recap where you get to witness Echo's first baptism in the Zumbro River. It was beautiful, it was muddy, and you don't want to miss it. We'll wrap up with some closing thoughts. If you call Echo Home and are looking to give today, you can do so in two different ways. You can head to our website below or you can text any amount to 84321. It's because of your continued generosity that we have been able to be generous with our community. Yes. And now we are in this space right now because of you guys. And this is just the beginning. In fact, Echo is celebrating its first birthday on September 27th. Can you believe it? What a crazy year that it's been. But we are here, we are thankful, and we are hopeful, and we cannot wait to celebrate with you guys. So mark your calendars, September 27th. Come hang with us and celebrate all that God has done this year. Whoop, whoop. Hello, Echo Church. We thought we'd switch things up a little bit, and I gotta do it again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Christy in the front of the camera, everyone. I know, I got it, I got it. Woo! Hello, Echo Church. We thought we'd switch things up and do a little worship alongside the Zumbro River. So we just want to encourage you in the next 45 minutes to join us. So if there's anything that's a distraction to you, whether it's a cell phone, that laptop, maybe your kids, include them in. And we just want to encourage you to lay everything that you're going through aside so you can just enter in. And I'd love to read one thing with you today. The cross is where the lines between sacrificial living and the creative process gets blurred. The cross is what liberates artists to become people for others. The cross is the way things are and become death becomes life. The cross is the cosmic dismantling of tools that destroy in the service of life universal. The cross is for everyone, everything, and everywhere. 
And this is just that reminder that we are called to be people that are for each other, people that celebrate each other, and people that worship our God, our King Almighty. Amen.
God, in this moment. God, we just simply step back. God, we draw back to the beginning. God, back to the start line and we simply just seek you out. God, this is a moment of full surrender to your name, God, to your presence, Jesus, so we stand in this moment. God, we lift our troubles, we lift our cares to you. God, we bring adoration to your name. God, we bring our surrender to your name. God, would you invade our hearts, invade our minds, invade our spirits, Jesus, invade the very rooms that we're in. God, we just call upon freedom. God, we call upon freedom in this moment. God, we surrender it all to you. God, we thank you for the power and the love that transforms. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to welcome our online community, those who are watching it in your home. Today, you get to experience Flood Sunday. Can, can we welcome everybody online to Flood Sunday? So I was thinking what you need to do is go to the kitchen uh, and just splash water all over your face. Uh, maybe just go watch online service in the bath today. What a, what a welcoming opportunity for those. Okay, maybe now this is getting weird. Uh, hey, we are transitioning from a series that we've been calling What the Into What Now. We've all had those experiences, uh, those experiences that kind of catch our attention, which is the what the type of experience. But most of those scenarios require us to ask another question after that happens, and that's what now? Can I hear a what now in the house here? At the Rogers boat landing in Orinoco. <laughs> uh, I, let me just tell you about one of those uh, what the to what now experiences. Ten years ago, we had our very first daughter, Zion. And if you've ever been a part of the delivery process, uh, man, as the man, I was working so hard <laughs> To enter, I, okay, okay, hold on. Uh, my job, I had very little to do. All I needed to do is have chaps, st- chapstick and then also uh, a, cool, uh, a cool cloth to put on her forehead. And that was my one job. Uh, but when everything was said and done and our baby daughter came out and was handed to me, it was the what the type of moment. It was amazing. It was something that captured my heart. But I remember a what now type of question really just dropped in my heart when, when two days later we were taught by our nurse and how to buckle in our child. And then she brought us down to the car as I pulled it up and she helped and made sure that the car seat went properly into the car. And then I remember driving with Christy down the road, feeling every bump <laughs> and driving about a foot away 
uh, from every, I mean, not a foot away, but a foot further away than I typically would do when I was, when every car passed. And I remember I had this what now type of question. And I looked at Christy and I said, how do they allow us to take her home? Because we have no idea what we're doing. It was the what now, what are we going to do? So everybody shout what now. If you're at home, shout what now. Uh, what I want to do is I want to look at three different stories in scripture. One uh, being the flood story. I also want to lean into in, uh, the next week into the Gideon story as, as the Lord really used the water side to, to create the army that he was to fight with. And then lastly, I want to lean into Jesus's baptisms by the end, baptism at the end of this. But let me just tell you a little bit about the flood scenario. In Genesis 8, what we find is that God had given up really on earth. But you want to know something significant? God had not given up on man. He might have given up on the scenario around him, but he had not given up on a man because a man was Noah and he was a righteous man. He was wholehearted. And then what uniquely was written about him is that he walked with God, which is exactly what we need to do. It's a what now type of scenario. And so what we see is Noah built an ark which was kind of the what the type of scenario is like, why would I need to build an ark? I've never seen a flood. I've never seen anything like it, but he, he obediently followed God. And then we find eventually as God instructs him to take all the animals and his family into the ark, the waters begin to fall. And it says 40 days it rained. And then one verse that just kind of jumped out at me in, in chapter eight was the waters came and held the power for over 150 days. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but when, when COVID-19 came and smacked us all in the face, man, that was like the what the type of moment. But I gotta be honest, we're about 150 days in. And I gotta tell you, it has no longer, no longer has the power over us. Maybe what we recoiled in in the past, we are truly ready to move forward in and be who God has called us to be. I just sense that most of us, if not all of us, need to lean in and be a little bit more like Noah. That we need to step out in faith and say, Lord, have your way. It said then one year later that the waters dried up. <laughs> which isn't really that great of a message for us because 150 days are past. We might have another 200 in front of us, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. He had an opportunity to respond in the correct way. The what now moment, I believe, is when the waters begin to dry and what he did first. Now, just the other day I was running and I was processing and I was thinking about 2020. I know how y'all went into 2020. This is gonna be the best year of my life. You had your plans, you had your goals, you had 2020 vision. I mean, come on everybody, you know what I'm talking about. And all of a sudden, you know, life kind of turned, turned on its side. And I just thought about it. I felt like the Lord had dropped in my heart that 2020 is not to be defined by the last six months, but it's to be defined by the next three months. Yeah. And that's in our hand. And I, honestly, I, I wanna look at the end of 2020 and go into 2021 and say 2020 was the best year of my life. And can, can a brother dream here or what? Come on. I believe our reaction and our response will determine our redemption and our rebound. 
our reaction and our response in this very moment will determine our redemption and our rebound. Yes, we're on the waters, but I can see the landing. Yes, I'm tired, but I see the opportunity. Yes, it's been tough for six months, but I see the victory through the destruction. Can I hear an amen? Now let's lean into this story a little bit. In Genesis 8, 15, really quickly, God said to Noah, go out from the ark, you, your wife, your son, and your son's wife with you. And then he said this, bring out with you every living thing that you have with you so that they can swarm on the earth, be fruitful and multiply on the earth. This is Noah's what now moment. This is where Noah will push forward or he will recoil backwards. And I think the same God who calls you into the water will always call you out of the water. The simplest way to understand baptism is by one word, and that one word is obedience. And I believe baptism is a physical decision to follow Jesus that is by far mostly spiritual, it feels like at times. Jesus, thank you so much uh, that we get to gather together. God, I just pray that today would be something significant. And we just say, Jesus, have your way in our life. May this just be one step of many that we follow you for the rest of our life. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, will you shout amen? Amen. The same God who calls us into the water, into the chaos, I believe is the same God that will deliver us out from that water. Now, Noah's family went through a tragic, life-altering experience. And what he does first, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. In verse 20, it said this, Noah after he stepped out, built an altar to the Lord. He took from every clean animal and every clean bird, and he offered a burnt offering on the altar. You know what? You know what's absolutely phenomenal about this? It's this: is Noah. Noah didn't do something that God had commanded, but he did something that was in his heart. That that the first thing, the what now that Noah stepped into was worship, something beyond himself. And I believe it was something that had to do with sacrifice. See, Noah was willing to worship and sacrifice when he had very little because he knew a God who had a lot. See, I believe that generous isn't when we have a lot, it's when we have little and we still give. See, God instructed Noah to take one of, uh, he actually told you to take seven of the clean animals, seven of all clean animals, uh, seven of each. And when he came out of the boat, not really knowing about uh, any kind of birthing or whatever, I'd assume that he gave a ratio of one to seven. He was saying, Lord, you know what? This is a lot. This is pretty much one of, every seven clean animals, but I'm going to lay it at your feet. And God's response to that in verse 21 was this, Adonai smelt, he smelt that aroma as a sweet aroma. See, I, got, I believe that God, 
he responds this way to generosity, that God responds this way to worship, that God responds this way to obedience. And I have a question to you. I mean, what's God smelling in your life? (laughs) That's insert awkward laugh. But honestly, in this very moment where we're stepping into the our what now moment of what we, what are we gonna do in this very moment? Man, what are we willing to lift up to God? What are we willing to sacrifice? What are we willing to give? Are we wallowing in self-pity? Are we worried about our own self, uh, self and our needs? Or are we just struggling with doubt? I wanna reflect upon this moment and I want to begin to realize how thankful I am to God. I wanna say thank you, God, for helping us get through this time. And if expecting if God has gotten us through this very moment, he'll also get us and take care of our needs moving forward. Philippians 4, 16 says, indeed, when I needed it, you sent me aid twice. This is the writer uh, writing this to other Christians. And I believe this applies to your life and what God can do to you and for you. I am not seeking the gift. Rather, I am looking for what will increase the credit balance of your account. I've been more than paid in full. I have been filled since I've received the gifts you sent. They are as fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, one that pleases God well. Moreover, my God will fill every need of yours according to his glorious wealth in union with our Messiah, Jesus. Can I hear an amen? I mean, that is what I am leaning into today. And I love uh, what it says in Genesis 9.1. It says this, God blessed Noah and his sons and said this, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. See, I believe that in this very moment where we feel like we're on the ark, we don't have many places to go, we've, we've kind of buckled down in our homes and separated ourselves and distanced ourselves to stay safe, that there's gonna be a moment when we can reacclimate into society, we can reacclimate into relationships. And I just have to tell you this, whatever thankfulness we have in the ark in this moment is at the same level of thankfulness as when we get out. And my concern is if we don't figure it out now, we won't figure it out then. See, I believe if we are empty in the boat, we're gonna be empty in the world. I believe we enter the waters to exit the waters, to be a blessing, to bear fruit as God had promised Noah and his sons and to multiply what we've experienced in positivity and what God can do in our life with his peace in the world that is desperately needing his life. And I believe this, last thoughts, God wants to bless you. That God wants to plant the seeds of fruitfulness in your heart in this very moment. I believe that God wants to multiply in your mind peace. Peace that goes beyond uh, maybe your mental wellness and your mental state and begin to just invade into your homes, invade into your small workspaces, and that we could truly make a difference where the difference matters most and those who are close to us. See, we're all, we are all robbed. I believe that God is in the process and have rescued many of us and that God is in the business of restoring what was lost 
in the destruction. But I believe that in that process of restoration, that God, his whole intent to bless us, to multiply us, to, to, to allow fruit to just abound more and more in our life is so that we would repeat the process that's done in us. Can I hear an amen? See, God desires to rescue you. He sent his son Jesus on the cross to die for you, to feel the pain and the struggle of this world. I believe also to experience the joy and the peace that we get to experience here on earth. But what he was willing to do is just simply lay his life down so that we might find it. I wanna invite you, if you've never accepted Jesus in your life, if you need a rescue, no matter where you are, you need peace to flood your space in your home, then I wanna encourage you to pray this prayer along with us. Would you do that today with us? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. And everybody said, amen. You were the
is faithful. Noah steps off the boat. It is a whole new world and there's tons of stuff going on. And what does God do to remind him of his faithfulness? But he puts a, puts a rainbow in the sky, right? I don't know about you guys, if you have little ones, but I have a seven-year-old who recently noticed a rainbow and instead of going, man, that's just awesome, she asked me, well, how is that rainbow made? And I want to say God makes it and that would have been the right answer, but instead I start processing like my eighth grade life science class and I'm trying to think of these big words and all this stuff and I'm like, well, the light and the reflection and all these things and I'm completely, fortunately she's seven, she doesn't know any better, but it's interesting that God's reminder to Noah and to us of his faithfulness was water. It was still water in the sky. It was the sun shining through the water. And we are here surrounded by my favorite body of water in the world. I grew up around here. I love what's happening right now. And I'm just reminded of his faithfulness. One other thing that reminds me of his faithfulness and honestly blows me away is the faithfulness of the people of Echo Church. During this season, during this 150 days where we've been stuck on a boat, or at least it feels like it, our church has been faithful. You have been faithful in giving. You have been faithful in serving. You've been faithful in so many ways. And we are so honored. At Echo, we encourage you to give. We encourage you to give. If you have the means, do it. Be, be, you know, sow seeds and make things happen. If on the other hand, you have needs, don't be hesitant to ask us. We believe God is generous. And we don't believe, I mean, we're here to walk with you. We're here to support you. Now, one other thing I want to encourage you in is in just a few minutes, the reason we're surrounded by the water is because we're going to have baptisms. There are 11 people that are going to take the next step in their faith journey. It's incredible. Now, I'm I'm a little emotional today. I got to be honest, not quite as emotional as maybe a few weeks ago, but I'm very emotional today because we have my oldest, my son, and my middle daughter are getting baptized today. They are taking the next step. And what I want to leave you with today is as you come into your faith, as you start to own this, as you take those next steps, God says one of those steps of obedience is being willing to get baptized. So the next time you hear Flood Sunday, the next time you hear Andy and Christy talking about this, sign up, take that next step and see God move in your life. You guys are awesome. Be kind and have an amazing week.